Hello and welcome to the Lancet Oncology's latest podcast. It's Wednesday the 8th of January and I'm Rebecca Heald. Today I will be speaking with Jonathan Banks, lead author of a new study into preferences for cancer investigation among primary care attendees. This vignette-based study aimed to establish preferences for referral thresholds for cancer treatment in the UK population. The findings could be taken into account in design of cancer care pathways, particularly in primary care. Dr Banks, welcome to the Lancet Oncology podcast. Thank you for joining us. Could you tell us a little about the background to your study? Well, the study that's been published in the Lancet Oncology is part of a wider program of work called the Discovery Program, which is led by Willie Hamilton in Exeter and Fiona Walter in Cambridge. And this is a five-year program of work that's funded by the NIHR, the National Institute of Health Research, and it's focused on designing new diagnostic pathways for cancer, and it's particularly focused around primary care. So the program itself, there's a number of themes to it, and the first theme is around identifying patient experience experience and symptoms of cancer before they get to the doctor. So we're looking at finding out triggers that make them go to the doctor and barriers that prevent them from going. And that's being done through a survey and through some in-depth qualitative work. And the second theme is about the quantification of risk of symptoms of cancer. And this is kind of extending work that's already been done by Willie Hamilton in Exeter. So it's looking at using large primary care databases to identify the risk of particular symptoms for cancer. And then these are fed into instruments that we term risk assessment tools that help guide GPs to make more effective referrals. And then the third theme, and that's where this study comes in, in which we're looking at patient preferences for cancer investigation. The third theme is about redesigning pathways and referral thresholds. So we're doing some economic modelling in that, in which we look at what happens when you move referral threshold. And we're also actually trialling new pathways in two areas of the country, in Sunderland and Bristol. But this particular piece of work is looking at what people actually prefer in terms of the level of risk at which they want to be investigated at. One of the reasons we were looking at is there's been no research on this to date and it's evident when you look at things like the NICE guidelines embedded in those, they recommend that people are involved in the decision making around this process but we haven't seen any research that indicates that they are and what their preferences would be. And also when we're in the process of designing pathways, both us at the level of the discovery program and also at a wider national level, which is an ongoing thing with NICE guidelines and the general move in the UK to improve performance of cancer and diagnostics and cancer survival, we think it's important to bring in the patient voice the patient perspective in order to make it a system that recognises people's preferences. Could you briefly outline the aim of your study? The aim is to find out people's preferences for investigation into cancer and what we're looking at is trying to look at how people would balance the, the risk of symptoms that they might have against the kind of inconvenience of testing. So if you have to go off for a day to be tested or a couple of days and the anxiety induced by that, what kind of level of risk would people say, yes, I'd like to be tested or no, I think I'll leave it for now because it can be quite intrusive testing and it can invoke quite a lot of anxiety. And so to do that, it's quite difficult because most people haven't been referred for diagnostic testing. And so we had to come up with a way of identifying preferences. And so we did that by creating a series of hypothetical situations or what we called vignettes and getting people to respond to them to say in the situation whether they would like to choose to be tested or to leave it for a while. Because the thing is when people 
present at the GPs with potential cancer symptoms. These could be often indicators of quite benign and self-limiting illness. And so it's trying to understand what people would choose in those circumstances. And to do this, we chose three different cancers. We presented them with symptoms of lung, colorectal and pancreatic cancer. And the reason we chose those three is because they've got quite contrasting symptom profiles, prognosis, and there's a contrasting set of tests involved in having them for, for lung, for example, it's a quick chest x-ray, but for colorectal, it's more often a invasive colonoscopy. And we used an electronic questionnaire, which enabled us to randomize the presentation of vignettes. So people, if they did more than one vignette, they never repeated the cancer, but the risk rate in which they were presented with could vary between 1% and 10%. And what does the study show? Well, first of all, we were very pleased with the numbers of people who did the study. We exceeded our recruitment target by some margin, and we recruited just under 3,500 people who completed nearly 7,000 vignettes. And in terms of the main result, it showed that most people wanted to be tested at a low threshold of risk. Just under 90% of people wanted to be tested at 1% risk. And what was quite interesting was that there was no real risk gradient evident in this. There was a small hint of it. So what this means is that people chose to be tested whether it was one, two, five or 10% risk. So that was quite interesting. But there were exceptions to this. There was very good evidence of a risk gradient. So people would increase their preference for testing as the risk increased for colorectal cancer. And we think based on some follow-up questions that were incorporated in the questionnaire, that this was linked to the type of test involved. So with the colonoscopy, it's much more invasive and much more time demanding. And they tended to indicate that it was the test that put them off in those circumstances. So that was one thing. The other thing we saw, there was a gradient in relation to age. So we ran this study on people aged over 40 because they were thus the more at-risk group for cancer. And the people aged between 50 and 70 showed a greater preference for testing than those in the 40 to 50 group and those aged 70 and over. So that's our main findings from the study. Why do you think people aged 40 to 50 were less likely than 50 to 70? There was some indication that they felt their age placed them at a lower risk of cancer in terms of the responses. But we don't actually go into that in the paper because we didn't have clear evidence on that. What are the implications of your findings? Well, the first thing to note is that the level that people choose to be tested at contrasts with the level of testing that's offered or implied within the current guidelines. So in NICE guidelines, they use symptoms and symptom duration to recommend the referral. And if you look at these recommendations, there is implicit in them a certain level of risk threshold, which varies from cancer to cancer, but they're all much higher than 1%. So the first clear thing that's there is that patients want to be tested at a lower risk threshold than what's already available in terms of NHS provision and what's present in the current NICE guidelines. And that's something we'd like to think would feed into the way that policymakers may look at the guidelines when redrawing them, which is an ongoing process. The second thing is the way that people engaged with this study and the numbers that took it up and the way that people completed the questionnaire and the subtle variations that I talked about in terms of colorectal cancer, in terms of the age differentiations, it shows a potential for greater public and patient involvement in decision making that people were quite willing to sort of think about these issues, think 
think about risk, think about what was involved in going for testing and make decisions about it. And as I said before, the patient involvement and decision making is embedded in NICE guidelines, but we'd like to think this shows the potential for incorporating this kind of involvement on a more day-to-day basis in the consultation room, particularly in primary care, and the potential for improving communication between doctor and patient. The NICE guidelines are currently being revised, and we hope that the work that we've done will contribute to that ongoing revision. Dr. Banks, thank you for joining us on the Lancet podcast. Thank you.